0: All Friday with Burns and Gambo presented by 72 sold get your price 98.7 FM Arizona's sports station 5
1: o'clock hour the Burns and Gambo show live from the auction community studio Steve Kime general manager of the Cardinals joins us every Friday here on Burns and Gambo at 3 o'clock and uh, as it were there was quite a bit of news to talk about Steve talk about with with Steve Kime and that's news is Max Williams released the tight end, the Cardinals played a big role last year until he got hurt. It was a little—I shouldn't say a little bit of a surprise that he was brought back, but everybody knew that he was coming back off that injury. Yes. He was back. They drafted a tight end in Trey McBride. The the wide receiver room or the tight end room was bursting.
2: So why? Cut Max Williams. Here's what Steve Kim said. Well, you know, Max is, is, is banged up right now, and, and we're just trying to, trying to get him to a point where he can practice and, and get healthier. Um, you know, and then the, obviously with Trey McBride stepping up and really coming on, I mean, I think that um, put us in a position where we're going to have to get more out of him and use him more, obviously, in the passing game and some of the stuff that Max did in the run game as well.
1: Yeah, I remember when I, when I broke the news that they were bringing him back, uh, on, uh, March 16th. Uh, that he's returning to the Cardinals on a one-year deal. A lot of people are really excited. They like Max Williams, a good football player, but he hasn't been able, from that time, from March 16th on, he just really hasn't been able to get healthy to the point where they felt that they could rely on him on a regular basis. They've got a lot of injuries in a lot of other spots, so they don't have the luxury of carrying a guy and trying to wait a few weeks for him because they just have so many injuries. So they need healthy bodies, Burns. There's just so many guys. You look around, they're just depleted everywhere. So for them, it's like, okay, Max Williams, and maybe two three more weeks till he's, might as well just cut him now, nobody's going to sign him and then you fill that roster spot with a, with a proven body that's healthy and then if Max Williams gets healthy there's still a chance you can bring him back he had played in 54 snaps this year about 17% of the time he played in about 25% of the special team snaps so he was out there on the field a quarter of the time 20% of the time not a ton now in that 21 second sound I just played from Steve it was really clear just listening To it, that it doesn't sound like Max's time with the organization is done. In fact, Steve almost talked about him present tense like he was still here, you know, like he was still around. That was odd, wasn't it? It was a little bit. Like he was
2: still here. So you followed up with him. Um, about having Williams back, and here's what Steve said. Yeah, I mean, we'd like to keep him around for sure, and, you know, you have that ability potentially with the practice squad and some other opportunities, but he, um, you know, again, he, he's such a quality human being. I can't say enough good things about him. I
1: play the first, bite, the first part of that first sound bite we played, though, because it, it really, it, it was almost like he's still a part of the organization.
2: Well, you know, Max is, is, is banged up right now, and, and we're just trying to trying to get him to a point where he can practice and, and get healthier. Uh, just that part right there, right? I mean, it, his practice, and get healthier. Yeah, you know I mean? we're learning to practice and get.
1: It's like he's still part of the team. Yeah, it's like he's not gone. You know, and and we have got the regular fifty-three man roster. You've got your practice squad, and you've got whatever the hell is next. Is what Max Williams is on? Apparently, yeah. You don't get paid. You're like, no, I'm sure he's got to get paid as a veteran, but like that, that's where you are. Go get healthy, and then if you can get healthy, we might, we we, we could at least get you on the practice floor, Certainly we could think about bringing you back. And it, yeah. it sounds like it's very much in the future if it can be swung and nobody gets in the way. The other half of this equation is Trey McBride. He got more snaps than Max Williams did last week in Carolina, and it was good to see, because he's a second-round pick, and we kind of have expectations of second-round picks. So that They're going to contribute. Is releasing Max Williams a vote of confidence in Trey McBride? Well, I
2: mean, I think it's a, uh, a huge um, uh, vote of confidence, but I will say this at the same time. There's nobody that, that we all respect and love more than Max. I mean, he's a t- tremendous guy, great teammate, um, obviously been a great part of this organization. You know, his his whole thing is is we just got to get him healthy and, and, and ready to play and get that ankle some flexibility and the knee to be able to work in a productive manner for him to get back out there on the field. So, uh, you know, we'll see moving forward. But, again, I think Trey has earned that right to be out, out there uh, catching passes.
1: That was a 30-second sound bite, and the question was about McBride. He probably spent twenty four <laughs> seconds talking about Max Williams. Well, and how you know, it almost felt like he like he's cutting Adrian Wilson. Remember how like says yeah. when you cut a guy like Max Williams, and it's it's hard to do. You know, you you respect the guy and how hard he works, and he's such a good player, but he just can't help you right now. But yeah, McBride is. Listen, you drafted McBride. He was your first pick. He was your first pick. That McBride was their first pick after they traded their first rounder. And the kid's got a crazy amount of talent, and he can. Go, and he'll be able to help them. And I I I hope they rely. I know we got Zach Ertz here, and, and he's a terrific player, but I would love to see some two-tight end sets. I would love to see McBride as a big pass-catching option for Kyler Murray because I think he could have an impact on every single game they play. I think he could, too, and I'm I'm if nothing else, I'm glad to see that they're trusting him with that because uh, again, when you're a second round pick, you gotta play. You gotta play. Maybe not a lot right away, you but have you, to play. you have to play. And, and you have to show that you're gonna be And If you don't, you get enough of those second rounders who don't. I mean, we talked about this by Aaron Murphy played right away. Buda Baker played right away. Yeah, they've actually Christian Kirk done work. Well played right away. Second round the pick. second round, we've joked about this. That's kind of their sweet spot in the draft. At least it feels sure. like now. It wasn't with Andy Isabella, which, unfortunately for the organization, it's a nice transition into talking about Andy Isabella, because we asked Steve about that, too, the decision behind releasing Isabella.
2: He just needed a fresh start. I mean, a guy that came out, and we thought he was a you know tremendous slot type that could create a uh, separation with his exceptional speed and quickness uh, just really never got his niche here you know and again I, not not to his defense but I mean we have had some good receivers with Fitz and Hop and now Hollywood and, and some of these other players that uh, have been on this roster so it's been hard to crack the, uh, the lineup for him but you know no excuses I mean bottom line is, is we need a little more production out of him and uh, wish him well in Baltimore but if he had cracked the lineup they
1: might not have needed to go get some of those wide receivers you just mentioned not D-Hop but some of the others right the drafting of Rondell Moore the trade of yeah. Hollywood Brown, right? Well, that so, whole that whole draft class: Hakeem Butler, Keyshawn Johnson, Andy Isabella. Was, I mean, you look, you miss, you miss. I mean, it's you know they they've they've drafted Christian Kirk was a good draft pick, right? Yes. I mean, John Brown at the time was a good draft pick for them, but they, they he's made his best moves with the trades. Oh, He's question. made his best moves with the trades. Shalon Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, just go right on down the line. Yeah, yeah Hollywood I've, Brown, Hollywood like, Brown is another looks like a good trade. But but those trades are necessary. Resuscitated when By, you miss yeah. on, in the draft, yeah. right? When you miss on wide receivers in the draft, now you've got to go get wide receivers and give up even more draft capital or money to get those guys. If you if you get hit on some of those wide receivers, you wouldn't have to do it. And and
2: Steve acknowledged. The failures in
1: drafting wide receivers by the organization you know, I think when you look
2: back at, at the mistakes more than anything and that 's what you have to do you have to acknowledge mistakes you know sometimes you, you know in this business we grasp and we get excited about potential and projections and uh, instead of realizing that guys are highly productive good football players at the time whether it 's Someone like Debo out of South Carolina, or it could be Cooper Cup in in L.A. You know, guys that may not have all the bells and whistles. You know, Debo reminds me a lot of Anquan Bolden, a guy that didn't run fast coming out, but just was a hell of a football player and highly productive and great after the catch. Um, So, you know, to me, it just reminds you in the scouting department and in our coaching evaluations to make sure that we concentrate on guys who can actually play on Sundays, not just run fast 40s and run quick three cones.
1: Yeah. Trade your first round pick. I mean, I, I, I would. Uh, they've they've hit on them. They've hit on those trades, man. I they now you're going to go into next year and you're going to need offensive linemen and you're going to need cornerback help and you know we'll see where they are wide receiver. Um, but they, you know, they if they keep Hopkins and they keep Hollywood Brown, they should be okay there. They should be okay at tight end. But they've really got to hit. To me, they've really got to hit on some offensive linemen coming yeah. up in these next couple of drafts. They got to redo that. That offensive line is old. A lot of veterans. A lot of starts under their belts. They got to start replenishing. Those guys. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I like their trades that they make too. They're good at it, but nothing can exchange or replace a well drafted player on a rookie contract as a means of labor in the NFL right? I mean, in terms of how you're going to build a roster and how you're going to build a salary cap, nothing is better than finding a player who can contribute for you for four, five, or beyond years when you draft them yourself. You'll pay pay Hollywood Brown a lot quicker than you'll pay the guy that you could have, if you would have drafted a guy. Yep. But it was a necessity move. I mean, Hopkins was was going to get suspended. They needed to make sure they got a player that could come in and help right away, and they did. Texas, your thoughts? The FanDuel text line is open for you right now at six twenty six twenty. There are a lot of key players in Sunday's game between the Cardinals and the Eagles. How pivotal to this game will those players be in the final analysis? We'll preview the game next on the Burns and Gambo
0: Show. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Sold. Get your price. 98.7 FM. Arizona's Sports Station.
2: So we got
1: this game coming up on Sunday, the Cardinals and the Eagles. And, of course, the, the injuries, unfortunately, today have kind of taken a major sort of focus when it comes to this game because the news was not good for the Cardinals. And it, it started with the fact that Cliff Kingsbury acknowledged Rodney Hudson very likely not to play in this game. He's listed as doubtful on the f- official report. But Cliff made it pretty clear that Rodney Hudson is probably not going to go on Sunday. Probably not
2: i not going to make it this week. And
1: then in addition to that, Antoine Wesley suffered some sort of a setback. Sounds like it might have been with his quad, and it might... It doesn't sound good. Based off of the tone that you've struck so far early in the show, Gambo, it doesn't sound great. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. I'm not, uh, I'm expecting that. It could be something that keeps him out for a little bit. So I they were hoping to get him back maybe even this week, but I, they're not going to get him back this week, and it could be a little bit longer before they're able to get him back. And not that he was going to be a real integral part of the game plan. Just, it, it, it's a setback for sure. Yeah, it's just another key player. Another that, you a you know, depth guy. He's yeah. got size. He helps. Murray likes throwing the ball to him. He's Proven that he can play a little bit. The Padres just had a two-run home run for a Bell, Josh Bell, took him deep. Two-nothing Padres in the first inning. Woo. Wow. All right. Slam Diego. It's a, it's, it's a thing. Absolutely. The, the, no disrespect to Antoine Wesley. The real questions are on the offensive line. So Roddy Hudson, doubtful. Sounds like he's not going to go. DJ Humphries, starting left tackle. Questionable. Sounds like he's game time. Justin Pugh, starting left guard. Questionable. You think he's? I think leaning, it's trending towards, playing. towards okay. playing is what I've heard. We'll see, but I'm, I, I'm thinking there's a better than good chance he'll play. Uh, and then there are other guys who, you know, Rondell Moore is a game time decision. Trayvon Mullen Jr. is a game time decision. They feel pretty good about Hollywood Brown and whether he's going to go. Um, there are there's a lot of guys. and You asked me earlier, and I can't remember. I can't remember this many injuries early in a season no. when you're supposed to be healthy. When you're supposed to be fresh and you're supposed to no, be ready to week go after, it's... Week after week after week, I mean, you just go through these injury reports and you sit there and you you get to Friday and you have no idea if five players are going to be able to play or not. I mean, it's a, it's a tough time for the Cardinals right now, just being able to stay healthy. So, not knowing exactly how this is going to look and not knowing exactly how this is going to you know who's going to be available, the matchups to watch in this game. And and a full disclosure, this came from a Philadelphia-based website, but they were kind of previewing the game. Yeah, let's go from player matchups to watch. And the very first one they mentioned. Mm-hmm. Kyler Murray versus yeah. the Eagles defense. I think it's the only one to really watch. I mean, it, we'll go over the rest of them and, and give them their due, but to me, it's the only one to watch. And I, I'll continue to say that the Cardinals have a puncher's chance in this game. Philadelphia is better in almost every aspect. They have a better offensive line. They've got right now they're having better quarterback play. They're having better wide receiver play. They're having better running back. They're having better defense. They get more takeaways. They have more sacks. They they in every aspect of the game. But the Cardinals have Kyler Murray. Kyler. Is capable of having a 400 yard passing game and a 50, 60, 70 yard running game and having four combined touchdowns capable of it. Now, I think that's what it would take a crazy game by Kyler Murray to win because the Cardinals are, you know, they're outmanned in many of the main areas. Now, unless the Eagles are completely overlooking the Cardinals and looking ahead to Dallas and they just come in and they don't play well, well, then maybe you could take them down. But if the Eagles play a typical Eagle game, what we've seen in the first four weeks, then I think it would take a, a Herculean effort by Kyler Murray in order to win. It's possible because he's got those capabilities, but that's what I think it would take. I think it's far more likely that the Cardinals win because Kyler Murray has that kind of effort than it is the Cardinals win in some other fashion. Like, I, like I think, I think you're right. That is, we, we use the joke all the time, and we're coming into election season. The path to victory, I don't see a path. I, I don't, I don't know where where are the counties. You know, where where are the votes? Where are the uncounted? Ballots? Where are the where's the path to victory if Kyler Murray doesn't have an exceptional game on Sunday? I don't think it exists. I really don't because I think the Eagles have clear advantage everywhere else on the field everywhere else on the field, right? And even their defense is is so good that I don't even know if this is a clear advantage. This is just the one X factor part of this that I think could lead the Cardinals to victory, but I think he's got to have an exceptional game. And think about about the confidence the Eagles are playing with right now, right? They're 4-0, have a chance today to win that game and be 5-0 for the first time, and I just see if I can find this nugget I found earlier today. If they they win this game, they're 5-0 for the first time since 2004. So they'll have a lot of fans in that building. You are anticipating 35% maybe. Just a guess. You know, just a guess, but they'll have a lot of fans, a lot of charted flights that come in Arizona today that'll be loaded with Eagles fans. So this will be a, this will be a very difficult game for the Cardinals to win. Alright, number two on the list, and I'm sure he's going to be a very motivated individual for the Cardinals. Zach Ertz against the middle of the field for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, he will be motivated. He's going to want to play well against them. It's his former team. He's going to want to, you know, have a great game, and he's very, you know, he He's a, he's a terrific player and uh, Zach Ertz will always have catches and make an impact on a game how big of an impact can it be do they I, I think that they will probably focus more on trying to stop Hollywood Brown than they will Zach Ertz they'll give up some of that stuff in the middle of the field they just don't want Hollywood Brown to have one of those 14 catch games against them which leads into point number three Marquise Brown versus the Eagles corners now before you jump in let me just they point out in the story and again this is a Philly based website that the way the Eagles use Darius Slay is kind of the way the Cardinals used to use Patrick Peterson back in the day. One side of the field. Put him on the best receiver. Right? And just, and just shadow him on the best receiver. The question they're asking, and I think we're both assuming the answer, is is Hollywood Brown good enough to deserve Darius Slay shadowing him everywhere, right? And that's the question they're kind of asking. Like, if, cause if, if they, if the Eagles think Darius, if the Eagles think Hollywood Brown is that good, then Darius Slay is going to follow him all over the field. If they don't, they keep him on one side, they keep Bradbury on the other, and they just go with it, they go and with And that Bradbury would probably then be matched up more with Hollywood Brown than Darius Slay So how they deploy Darius been Slay. Good. Bradbury's been really good. He's been good. So He's, they may do that. Yeah. I, I would, I would probably. I would If I'm playing the Cardinals, I would probably try to limit the damage that Hollywood Brown could do. I would think so. I would think you'd put Darius Slay on Hollywood Brown. I think he's good enough that he warrants that his numbers are good enough and in a in a season where you still don't have DeAndre Hopkins I would think that would be the you would do that if you I those. think 10 of the 20 passes that Murray has made that are 10 plus yards down the field oh, are to Hollywood Brown don't doubt it so he's the only Arizona player that's actually stretching the field he's got murrays thrown 20 passes 10 plus yards down the field He's got ten of them. Yeah, He's got ten of them. The other two, uh, the Eagles' guards versus J.J. Watt and Zach Allen, they've been the only source of pressure basically for the Cardinals so far this year. We'll see if that changes. Yeah. It's going to be hard against an offensive line that's so good. In no, fully. and their main their main guard, uh, Lon uh, like he doesn't give up any pressures or sacks or or anything like that. So they've got they've got. Three, They got three really dominant offensive linemen. They're dealing with some injuries, but even their backups are pretty good. Yeah, and then finally, Jalen Hurts versus the Cardinals' pass defense. Another opportunity for Byron Murphy to show his stuff. Yeah, I think that there's I I, again I try to probably stop AJ Brown. They'll like they'll run the ball with Sanders. We know that they have a lot of RPOs, run pass options more than any other team in the league outside of maybe Kansas City. They do a lot of the run pass options, so keep your eye on that. But AJ Brown has been really good this year. So if I'm the Cardinals, I put Murphy on A. J. Brown, I try to hold him down as much as I can. When we come back, Cliff Kingsbury, far from perfect, but he does have one blip of perfection on his resume that matters in this game. How much it matters, we'll find out next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
0: Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. <laughs> Presented by 72 Soul. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. It really, if you think about it, it's a number
1: that's much more reflective over how bad one division is than how good one coach is. But going into this matchup between the Cardinals and the Eagles, Cliff Kingsbury is 6-0 and against the NFC East. Yeah. Four of them happened, uh, what, in 2020? 2020 yeah. he had a good year. He beat. He blew out Washington and the Giants and Dallas, and he had a close game. That was the Hurts-Murray game. That was the game. Right. And it, it, it was Hurts, uh, December 20th, I think it was. It was Hurts and Murray. Both guys played out of their mind. Seven-point Cardinal win. He went 4-0 against them that year. He did beat the Cowboys this past year. But most of that damage came in 2020. Cardinals only won eight games that year. Four of them against the NFC East. Yeah. or the the NFC East. I guess that's what you said, wasn't it? Four of them against the NFC East. I thought you said something different. It's been a long day. My apologies. Um, Look, the NFC East has long been kind of like a punching bag. Right, a little bit of a joke in the NFL for the last several years for how bad it is, for how yeah. mediocre it is. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it, I think, is reflected in that number. And then I think the other thing, the NFC East is better this year. At least it looks better. If we come in here on Monday and the Giants have beaten the Green Bay Packers Ooh, in London, then you might buy the Giants. I, I might, I'm, you might have to buy some Giants stock a little bit. Yeah. You might have to you know, come correct about it. I, I okay, say we, can, I mean me. I, I don't believe in them for a for a hot New York minute that they're any good, but they beat the Packers in London all re. Think that, yeah, but then the Packers are no good. Then the Packers are no good. Yeah, yeah. And what did, I they, what did they? What did they? They won on a field goal last week against New England. Was it? Was that the uh, yeah, Overtime field goal. Overtime yeah. field goal overtime against New England. Goal, against their third string quarterback. Right. He needed to play the third string quarterback of New England into overtime just to beat him. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers is off to a really slow. And I know he's got a bunch of kids around him at wide receiver. Doesn't trust any of them. Okay, whatever. They're off to such a slow start, um, but the Cowboys three and one. I mean, we're just talking about the NFC East now. The Cowboys are 3-1. and one. They look legit. Uh, I mean, their defense looks legit. I mean, Micah, the, every every single day that goes by where Micah Parsons just continues to blow some oh dude up, God. I think. And I don't think the Cardinals didn't have a chance to get him. No, he was drafted before. But, but, but they wouldn't have drafted him anyway. I don't think he was a guy that they loved in that draft. I didn't have him down as a guy that they were going to draft. Yeah, oops. <laughs> Not that they could have gotten him, but if that's the case, then that would have been a miss, right? Because he's been sick. Phenomenal for Dallas. Oh, defense has been great. cooper They're winning with Cooper Rush. I mean, there's no quarterback controversy. There. The, pro- the problem with the NFC is that the Rams are clearly not as good as they were last year. Yep. The Bucks are not as good nope. as you would expect them to be. The Packers. Nope. So your three powerhouse teams, the Bucks, the Rams, mm-hmm. and the Packers are all down. They're all down. Now, the 49ers could be on the way up. Okay. Yeah. Because the defense is phenomenal. The Eagles are clearly on the way up. Clearly. And I think Dallas is a lot better than, you know, we've given him credit for. So, you know, that's where it could be changing. But I think the difference in the NFC is that we, you do look at the the Green Bay Packers, a perennial playoff team, yeah. perennial Super Bowl contender. The Bucks with Brady won a Super Bowl. And then uh, the Rams, who won the Super Bowl last year, they're not that good. Those three teams combined are are not that good this year, that's opened up the NFC for a bunch of other teams. So I don't know if the 6-0 streak against the NFC East continues this weekend or not. Probably not because of how good the Eagles are. But if we're talking about Cliff specifically, all right. You, you said at the beginning of the week that you were gonna rethink the first 15 plays. You were gonna come up with a, new, a different plan as to how you were gonna come up with the first 15 plays. Yeah. We had Steve Kime on the show earlier and he mentioned the first 15 plays of the games. You know, what, what do you wanna see done different this week to get off to a faster start? He specifically mentioned the scripted plays at the beginning. We are going to—I'm I, going to the game on Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be like, play one is this, play two mm. is that, play three is that, just to see how different it's going to be. Listen, I would rather just—I I would rather Cliff just play Madden NFL 22 and take the—and just put it on computer mode, and whatever the first 15 plays are, run them, and see what happens. It's got to be better than what he's doing. It's got to be better than what he's doing. Mitch? He could do what I do and just use the Ask Madden function. <laughs> that's right. that's yeah. Madden. Yeah. Kyler, waiting for I'm waiting for the call. Hold on, I'm asking Madden. Get the call in, Coach. Hold on, Madden's. I trying to get the call. All right. I mean, like honestly, like it can't be any worse. No, it can't be. It can't be any worse. Nope, it can't be. Then what? What you're doing doesn't work at all. It's a zero. Madden, 22. There's your answer right there. Is there a computer version, Mitch? Willing? You just let the computer run the play. Yeah, there is. There it is. There, there's your answer. There's your answer. So we've seen his place he's probably got a, a good view if he plays Madden oh, I'm sure he does. yeah somebody script 15 plays off of Madden on computer actually give it just give it to clef. Clef run Ace. I'll be like hey, these are pretty good where'd you get these from Madden Madden 23. yeah it can't be any worse than what they've done already. With those first 15 plays. It's 4th so, so. and 2. What do you want to do, Coach? Hold on. I'm going to ask Madden. It's like the number one thing I'm going to be watching for in that Is game. Is the first 15 plays. Is the first 15 Yeah, plays? just the first quarter overall. Show me first show half. me if it's different. Show me if it's better. Whatever. With every single game they've played so far, no first, no quarter, first points. quarter points. And it's not like they've killed it in the first half either. They don't have a ton uh, of first I, half, I half points so far. I
0: think it's uh,
1: I think it's like 14, 13 point. Maybe it's 13 points in the first half. I think it might be thirteen. I'll look it up while we're talking. But I think it's like thirteen point. Haven't done very well. Bottom no. line is they don't do very well. No, in the first they round. haven't. So uh, for Cliff, it, forget about you know keeping your perfect record, your unblemished record against the NFC East intact. Don't care about that. No, They got to win a game at they home. Gotta win a game they got to they got to have a better start and start to the game. They got to have a better quarter. They got a better better half. I mean, you know, yeah. let's, let's you lose this game, you come back and win next week. You're three and three with Hopkins coming back. You'll still be okay. I mean, this isn't you know. We we said last week that was a must win game because if you lose that game and then you lose this one you're buried because mm-hmm. um, then you would have been what one and four mm-hmm. this this isn't a must win game for not, the Cardinals no, it's, not. it's not a must win game you'd like to win it but it's it's clearly not a must win game. no and, and I, you know I don't want to be so blase about it but it's not it's it's, it's just not, it's not it's not a must-win game we all want to see this home losing streak end. we all want to see them get off to better starts it's very important for all of us but to but to sit there and think that they've got to win this game otherwise faith is lost absolutely not you got now see okay depending on what happens and we'll preview some of the other week uh, five games coming up in the next segment so i don't want to jump too far ahead 13 points i think 13 points 13, 16. 16 points in the first half is okay. what they've scored this year. 16 points in the first, in four games. Yeah. They're averaging four, four points. points in a, a, a half. In a half. Uh, yeah. In the yeah. first half of these games. Yeah. yeah. Go to, just go to Madden. Seattle next week. That's a must win. And that If you be, lose this game. If you lose this game. And that. Be, and you know what? And even then, I said that you asked the question earlier in the week Are they done at two and four? No, they're not done at two and four. You know, I mean, if, if we're really having the truly, is it a real must-win game? So you're telling me the season's over if they're 2-4, and four, if they lose the Eagles and the Seahawks in back-to-back weeks. No. You know why? It's not. Because it's all mediocrity. Of course, because the NFC You win one more game, bah. you win the next game, then you're 3-4, and four, you're right back in the damn thing. Yeah. I told you, we talked about this earlier. I would not be surprised if an 8-9 and nine team gets to the playoffs I this year. Oh, this this point, I wouldn't either. At this point, nope. I wouldn't either. 8-9 team gets in. I wouldn't either. Yeah, it's just there's, not, there, there's no dominant teams. The Eagles look like the best team right now, and I I expect like you do that the 49ers are going to win this division in the NFC West, and they're going to get on a roll, and they're going to be good. Tampa Bay's going to win some games here because their schedule is real easy. So even though they don't look great, you watch, they'll win their next three games, and they'll be they'll, they'll end up being fine. Yeah, but the one thing I'll say about Seattle They've become a little bit of a wild card in this equation. Because when we looked at the schedule, we just assumed win and win. I can't. I'm not buying them yet. I'm not buying them yet either, but they've been way better than I ever would have thought they could have been. Way better. I mean, they're. I I don't think they're good, but I thought they'd be so bad. Slam Diego. Up 3 nothing. Grisham homers. Max Schurz are getting rocked. Mm. Trent Grisham, it's a three-run bomb. No, I mean a solo must I was going to say, it was a three-run so, shot? Okay. Solo shot. So it's solo a three-run lead. Yeah, top of the three second run right lead, now. Yeah. Three-nothing San Diego. Oof, man, Good, I'm rooting for them, too. I'm rooting for them, too. I want to see San Diego win. I, I don't mind San Diego. It's like Bob Melvin. It's mostly Bo Mel, but they're I love the retro uniforms they wear. Their players are fun to watch. I mean, they are. They're fun to watch. Manny Machado is kind of a punk, but he's fun to watch. Fernando Tatis, he's fun to watch. You know, when he's out there, when he's not suspended. Um Juan Soto's fun. They're just a fun team. I, I enjoy them. Uh, they they play the game with they're loose and they have a lot of fun when they're out there. So and you know what? They went for it, man. I I, I almost like this. Like they went for it. They spent a lot of money. They try they're trying to win. They're trying. they're, They're really trying to win in San Diego. They're like, OK, the Dodgers spend You know what? We're going to spend some money, even if we don't have we're going to spend something as a new owner. But that like I got to give them credit for trying. Yep. Last chance to win tickets to see Black Keys next Monday at Auction Pavilion. It's the Dropout Boogie Tour. Head to the contest uh-huh. page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details and enter. You're going to Blue I'm going Oyster, to Blue East, East, Cult. Cult. You got to give me a little uh, Blue Oyster Cult for the final segment. I'm going tomorrow night. Are you dragging your poor wife to that again? I am. Not only am I dragging her, I'm dragging like two of her friends in her age group. Oh my God! That's a yes, disaster. Lindsay and Alex. Oh no, what a disaster. yes, me, Chelsea, Lindsay, oh and dear Alex. God, will there be alcohol on the premises? We were at we were at we went to dinner with her or with, with with them, and they're 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 her age, and they're like I'm like boys the like they don't really know. So I'm starting to play. I know that song, and they're like, Oh, I know that song. I'm like oh, they're no. playing. You want to go? And they're like, Yeah, we'll go. And then oh. Chelsea's like, all right. just she just went online, and bought four tickets. Oh no! Uh, so I'm bringing three younger people to the Blue Oyster Cult. I, mean, I saw Blue Oyster Cult 40 years ago. Like almost 40 years ago. I was like 16, 17. So there's not going to be a lot of dancing on stage, I imagine. I saw Blue Oyster Cult <laughs> with Black Sabbath. I saw him with Foghat. I like. I saw Blue Oyster Cult honestly like 40 oh, years ago. Lindsey and Alex? Yes. That's their name? Yeah, okay. Lindsey and Alex. I'll say a little prayer for you on Saturday night. Say Lindsay a little prayer for me. Is it, is it Saturday night? Is that when the show is? S-A-T-U-R. Yeah, Saturday night. 8 oh. o'clock. God. Eight o'clock. I can't, I can't, it's bad enough I'm you're dragging it, your wife. I'm burning. How many times have you taken your you. wife to a Blue Oyster Cult? Um, Three, four? Seen, she has seen them twice. This will be her third time. Oh. Matter of fact, when I first started dating her, I ran into Dan Bickley at the Blue Oyster Cult concert. I did. When I first started dating Chelsea, Bick's like, who is that? Like, it's my girlfriend. <laughs> Chelsea, if you're listening right now, I feel I feel for you. I really feel that you have to go see Blue Easter Cole Why? for the third time. Once, so iconic rock band. Once is enough. Once is enough for Chelsea. Once is plenty. Yeah, it's, 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 You get the gist. You know what they're going to play. Once is enough. You don't need to torture her with a third time for Blue Easter Cole. And you certainly don't need to torture her friends. With Blue Oyster Cult. Once is They're going to love it. Oh boy. They're going to love it when Godzilla comes on. They won't be singing There Goes Tokyo. They'll be singing There no, Goes Gambo's no. Wife. <laughs> there goes Tokyo. Go, go, Godzilla. Good luck. I'm sure you'll be tweeting on every single song like you did for the last America oh, concert you went to. Man. Look, his 45 seconds of, of A Horse With No Name. Was that not great, though? <laughs> I didn't watch him. I'm like, oh, God. How would you know it was 45 seconds? Oh, God. He's live tweeting the American. America concert. Oh, help Just us. Just let me live, Bernsie. Let me live. All right, it's your life. You do what you want. It's all up to you. When we come back, life. the NFL weekend, as we know it, the big games that we're going to watch, the divisional games that we're going to watch, including probably the most compelling matchup, honestly, of week five. We'll tell you what it is next. Burns and Burn Gambo. Burn
0: out the day. Football Friday with Burns and Gambo. Presented by 72 Souls. Get your price. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Where are they playing?
1: Uh, talking Stick. Oh, talking the, uh, Stick? The casino? The auditorium yeah. in the casino there? Yeah, okay. I, I don't know if it's sold out or not, but maybe you can get tickets and go. Give it a little bit. We're at the end of a Friday show. It's all right. Gambo's going to the Blue Oyster Cult concert. If you're going to the Blue Oyster Cult concert, yes, and you Love see a, a fairly older man with three younger people, that's me. Go introduce yourself to John Gambadoro, co-host of the Burns and Gambo Show. Saw them at the
0: National
1: Coliseum. Sort Madison Square Garden with Black Sabbath, the Black and Blue concert. Yeah, Black and Blue. I'm so sorry, Chelsea. Why? She's been tortured enough. Give me a little, give me a little more volume right here. He's got a fever. The only prescription. One iconic rock songs. This is one of the most iconic rock songs ever. So it. Save yourself the money and just listen to it in your car driving home.
0: What? <laughs> That's blasphemy. <laughs> Mitch, like, wouldn't you like to see this group?
1: Sure. Yes. I'm just thinking about Black Keys on Monday because I got my tickets. Oh, I so want to go see the Black Keys, but Mondays are hard. Monday's, Monday's brutal. Monday's but brutal. We're, we're off on early on Monday, That's so there's the advantage. That's true. Uh, we are. You guys are missing out. You should go to Blois to call the showroom and Talking Stick. I'll be there. I'm good. You guys can go see BOC. I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I am going to videotape this and put it on Twitter. Oh, I know you are. I will. When they play this, you'll hear me. Come on, man! Me in the background. I'll show my wife, she'll be like, it, does this mean it's over? <laughs> She's like, that's good, because when this song plays, that means it's over, right? Um This is the this, this is the end. This is the end. This is the this is the uh, yeah, this is the encore. Yep, this is it. I think about halfway through, she'll be like, I'll go get the car ready. Of course, just the fact that you use the phrase videotape kind of reveals that you're going to a blue Oyster Cult concert. I'm going to videotape this and put it on Twitter. I am. What are you going to take it? The old-fashioned camera with a VHS no, tape in my, it? My phone. That's not a videotape. <laughs> There's no tape in there. tape in there. There's no tape in, there. no tape in your phone. <laughs> Unless, Unless you're anything. like adhesing the camera to the phone at this point, but that's about it. <laughs> I'm gonna videotape it and put it on Twitter. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you know what I meant?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but you sounded so old saying it anyway. <laughs> you sounded so old. I'm gonna videotape uh, this. Uh, okay.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, I'm like the crypt keeper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to set a timer on the VCR to make sure I record the show I said to Chelsea, look, I, I, when I retire, when I retire, I'm going to be 60, you're going to be 38 when I retire. I said, I want to go, like, we should go see a lot of the concerts. Like, I wanted to see a lot of concerts. She goes, here's the problem. Everybody that you listen to is going to be dead by that time. That's Nobody's going to be, she's playing. She's gonna be no, playing. She's not wrong. Nobody's going to be playing. She's not wrong. Because when you were t- 12 and 15, they were 25, 30, 35. They're all going to be dead. Yeah. Which, is, nobody why, left. which is why, I, I mean, honestly, not, I really, honestly, nothing against Blue or Call. Nothing at all. That, that is an iconic rock song. Yes. Um I'd love to go see the Black Keys on Monday night. Love to. I'm just I'm toast on Monday after a football weekend. I'm I'm done. I'm ready to n- not go. you would rather to see Demon Bloyster Cult? Oh yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Let me I, see. Okay, so the main the main guy Buck on Bloyster Cult, he's seventy four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so he'll be 75 next Have fun. month. Have fun at the show. I look forward to following along on your Twitter account. He's so I'm sure Buck Dharma. He'll be 75 years old next all month. All of the top songs will be there. And then Eric Bloom, oh, He's he'll be 78 in December. The two main guys, one will be 75, the other will be 78. Enjoy them while you can, Campbell. Enjoy them while you can. God, what if I could hire them for my retirement party? They think they'll still be playing? Were you, didn't you look into America? I would for like your fiftieth birthday. Yes, wasn't it your fiftieth? You were going to yeah. hire America for? Yes, and they were expensive, right? I don't know. I don't really know the, I don't know how expensive they are. I'd like to find out. I maybe thought, I, can I hire thought you found my, out they were pretty expensive. Maybe you can I have, never really fully got into it, but I would. Maybe I'll hire the Black Keys. <laughs> Hi
0: <laughs> I'm guessing
1: <they're>, Okay I, <laughs> You should They're yeah. they're a great rock and roll band They're a great rock and roll band okay. A little bit younger than Bloister Colchester Maybe they could bit. play some cover songs for me I, I'm sure if you paid them They'd play whatever you yeah, wanted to if, if you if you came up with the money uh, The big NFL games this weekend um, Since we're almost out of time here If you're looking in the division you, The big one is going to be the Rams Taking on the Cowboys this weekend Weekend. that that's probably the best. Game. Yeah, and you want the Cowboys weekend? to win. You yes, want the you Cowboys do. to win. Bury yes, the Rams do. right now after that loss last week. Bury them. Let them start doubting themselves. Make it to where OBJ doesn't want to go back there. He doesn't believe in them. And uh, Stafford's not playing well. He threw another pick six last week. They, they're only throwing the ball to Cooper Cup. Offensive line is not good. Yeah, this is a. You know, listen, Dallas wins that game. And, you know, the, no matter what, the Rams are not going to be ahead of the Cardinals, even if the Cardinals lose it to the Eagles. 49ers are in Carolina taking on the Panthers. That could be a. Bloodbath. That could be a Baker Mayfield bye bye party. That could be a Matt Rule bye bye party. Ah, yeah san that, Francisco's i mean yeah. how they're only a six and a half point favorite is beyond me i i i think, exactly. I think one of my wife's bands will be like bye 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 <laughs> <laughs> you want to go see more music yeah. that's the kind of stuff she's gonna drag bye, you bye. to uh, what seahawks are in new orleans taking on the saints um the giants and the packers but in london good good game to judge the seahawks on the Saints game a little bit. I, I mean, mean, Dalton played well. I the, I watched that Saints game in London last week. They played pretty good. Yeah, they Dalton did. played well. I mean, that could be a that could be a good. If Seattle wins that game, I might actually come in here and be like, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong on them. That's gonna do it for us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We are out of here. We are gonna see you Monday, straight up two o'clock, right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone.